0: As we prepare for the scripture, I want to take a moment of personal privilege to introduce two people that are with us today. It's a privilege to introduce Johnny and Clara. They're from the Puerto Rico church where we worked for our mission trip. Johnny was our host and the one that was there just about every day making sure that we had what we needed. We could get to the Home Depot and Use the band and all that stuff. Do you all want to say anything to the church? They have come as a surprise. We didn't know they were coming. They came for a wedding. And uh, so we're glad to have them. God
1: bless you all. Uh, My wife is going to start late. me. Le damos gracias a Dios por la ayuda de su iglesia, Pastor Miguel. Pastor Jose, que estuvieron con nosotros en la... Normalmente yo estoy atrás del sonido, no el frente.
2: Okay, so he wants to say thank you to all of you. No, I mean to your Pastor Miguel, to your Pastor Jose, to the whole church, because you had supported us through the all the... Uh, construction, pre, pre, construction, what? Development, I guess. The rebuilding, the rebuilding of our church. So we want to say thank you. Uh,
1: Durante el tiempo que estábamos we atrás del 2017 de María, fue uh, bien frustrante ver nuestro templo destruido. Y gracias por la ayuda de iglesias como la suya, voluntarios como los que vinieron the iglesia Hemos estado en proceso de levantarla nuevamente.
2: It was tough to see our church as is, how it was impacted by the hurricane, but thanks to the volunteers from this church and other churches around the the nation and in Puerto Rico too, we are glad that we are coming back.
1: En el momento de ahora tenemos por lo menos tenemos un techo encima de la del área de de la nave. Techo falta la parte de abajo del techo del los tiles de abajo y estamos haciendo el área unos áreas de baños área baños la cocina
2: When the volunteers from this church came to Puerto Rico you actually um, you work with the t- with the ceiling of our church. Now that ceiling is completed. Now it's all covered. So, yeah, so that's good. And it's of, of course, that I mean, we still need to do more in that ceiling. And we are almost done with the bathrooms, too. So God is good.
1: Y gracias nuevamente por prestarnos a sus pastores Miguel y José. Gracias por su ayuda, por sus raciones. Necesitamos... Siempre sus oraciones para continuar la obra en nuestra iglesia y reciban un cálido saludo de nuestro pastor reverendo Samuel Febo y de nuestra congregación y gracias.
2: So again, thank you for let your pastors to go to our church and help us. And we want to give your warm hug from our church and our pastor Samuel Febo and of course from the two of us. He didn't say that, but. A big hug for you all, and thank you, thank you again. De verdad, muchas gracias. Ah, oh, sorry. Thank you for your prayers. He did say that. Even though, I mean, we do appreciate all the economic support that you have given to us. But beyond that, keep us in your prayers, please. Keep keep praying for Puerto Rico, for our church. We are really in need of all that support. God bless you.
0: It is really special to have them with us and to be able to have you meet them. Uh, when we got there, uh, Johnny had just had surgery. And as he's recovering from surgery, he's running all over the place, helping us so we can do the work that we needed to do with the church. That's the kind of dedication that they have to the church in Puerto Rico. So it was, it's, a, it's just a pleasure to have them with us as we, uh, as we worship. Our scripture reading comes from Jeremiah, chapter 17, verses 5 through 10. Hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord, Cursed are those who trust in mere mortals, and make mere flesh their strength, whose hearts turn away from the Lord. They shall be like a shrub in the desert, and shall not see when relief comes. They shall live in the parched places of the wilderness, in an uninhabited salt land. Blessed are those who trust in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. They shall be like a tree planted by water, sending out its roots by the stream. It shall not fear when the heat comes, and its leaf shall stay green. In the year of drought it is not anxious, and it does not cease to bear fruit. The heart is devious above all else. It is perverse. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, test the mind and search the heart to give to all according to their ways, according to the fruit of their doings. Word of God for us this morning. Location, location, location. If you ask anybody in real estate, they'll tell you that there's only three key things that you must have for real estate. Location, location, location. They will tell you that it's all about what? what? What's close to you? Are there schools nearby? Is there medical treatment nearby? Is there highways nearby? Are there places around you that people want to be at, that they want to be able to get to? I mean, if you have ever purchased a house with kids, you know that school systems are a big thing, right? You've got to be just in the right school system to get your kids in. And people make decisions based on location, because location matters where we are matters because our location determines our relation wherever we are we are impacted by our surrounded and we are able to make an impact in that surrounded surrounding so location is important it's not just important in terms of real estate but it's also important for us as christians Where are you located, and what is near you? Our scripture today begins with a warning about three things that are bad for us in terms of location. Three things that we have to be aware of, and any time the scripture uses the word curse, I pay attention. Because it's a strong word, right? I mean, it's not just bad for you, it's a curse upon you, according to the scripture. And so that adds added weight to the warning. Whenever I hear that word, I immediately go, okay, I better take note of this. I better pay attention because I don't know about you, but I don't want to be cursed. I want to be blessed. I want to be walking in blessing. I want to be walking in the light. I want to be enjoying the blessings of God. And so anything that is cursing, I want to avoid. And here is what it says. It says that we are cursed When our trust and confidence is only on mere mortals. Whenever our trust and confidence is only on other people. Have any of you ever experienced that you were counting on somebody to come through for you and they did not? Anybody ever had that experience? It's not a good one. How many of us have had contractors not show up on time for a job? Or a worker that said, you know, your cable will be on today between five and eight at night, and then they didn't even show up that whole day. When you put your trust in mere mortals, the scripture says that you will be disappointed because we are not as trustworthy as we like to think. The reality is that the only one that we can trust is the Lord because he never fails. The second thing it says is that we are cursed if we rely only on our own strength. Because the reality is at some point your strength will not be enough when it's only your strength. You know, we like to think we're invincible. We like to think that we can do anything, you know, by our own strength. But the reality is that our strength is limited. We only have so much that we can handle on our own. And the key is that if we're going to be able to do things that go beyond our strength, we're going to need other strength than our own. We're going to need the Lord to be our strength. And the final one it says is that we are cursed if we turn away from the Lord. And if you turn away from the Lord, you can expect trouble, right? I mean, it can't be anything good. But then again, if you follow the Lord, we're told that we're going to have trouble in life anyway. So what is the difference then? The difference is that if we turn away from the Lord, we have given up the strength that we need from the Lord to make it through those difficult times. If we turn away from the Lord, we are relying on on only people to satisfy what we need and not on the Lord, and they'll let us down. The difference is that when you turn away from the Lord, you have given up the backup that you really needed in the first place. I think God likes charades. Because when he goes to explain these things to us, he doesn't just tell us in words, he tells us in pictures. I think He realized that sometimes we're thick-headed and we need to have a picture so we can get the point. And so when he talks through Jeremiah, he gives us this illustration It says that that we are to be like trees planted by rivers of water that bring forth fruit in season and whose leaves shall not wither and whatever he does shall prosper. In Jeremiah, it talks about us being like trees planted close to that life-giving water. God knew that we needed that illustration Because Jeremiah begins by saying that most people are not like this. Most people are more like shrubs in the desert that lived in parched land where there is no hope of relief. Now, I want you to think about that because that's a scary place to live. It's not just that it's a shrub and we all want to be trees. It's not just that it's in a dry place. It's the fact that there is no hope for relief for it. That there is no source of close water. That there is no expectation that it will survive. There's a lot of people today that live like this. Without their hope and trust in Jesus, relying on their own strength, trying to make it on their own. And they're in a desert and parched land where there is no water. By contrast, Jeremiah tells us that we as believers are to be more like the second picture, the picture of the tree by the water. They shall be like a tree planted by water, sending out its roots by the stream. It shall not fear when the heat comes and its leaves shall stay green. And in the year of drought, it is not anxious, and it does not cease to bear fruit. There's blessing in being close to the Lord. And there's blessing in letting the Lord be the source of our life and our strength. Because when the Lord is the source of your life and your strength, you're able to go through droughts. Because he is your sustainer and your redeemer. When God is with you, you're even able to be fruitful in the times when somebody else would not be able to be fruitful. Because he is providing you with what you need. There's just blessing in trusting the Lord. Because the Lord does not let us down. I love the illustration of this plant because I wasn't kidding when I told the kids that this is the longest living plant in our home. For years, I brought my wife, cut flowers, and watched them die, and I said to myself, I want something to live. And so I started bringing her potted plants, but they kept dying. Plant after plant ended up in the backyard. Said, Lord, how could this be? They were living when I gave them. And now they're dead. Why? Location, location, location. This plant was put literally next to our sink in the kitchen where everybody goes by, where everybody has to go every single day. And I want to ask you a question in terms of your location. Are you putting the Lord in your life in a place where you have to be in contact with Him every single day? Every single moment that you can't do anything without going by Him and paying attention to what He has to say to you? Are you paying attention to the Lord to such a degree that when you have water, He refreshes you. When you eat food, He nourishes you. When you talk to someone, he talks to you. And he talks through you to other people. Are you located near the Lord? And is he located near you? You see, the scripture is trying to tell us that location makes a difference. That those who trust in the Lord are gonna try to develop roots that stretch out towards the Lord so that they can be rooted in Christ, they can be strengthened by Christ. In their lives. And let me tell you, when your roots run deep, you're going to be a stronger tree. When your roots are far and wide, you're going to be a stronger tree. But if it wasn't for the living water of Christ, your roots wouldn't do you a bit of good because He is the source of our life. Instead of a shrub, we are said to be like a tree planted by water whose roots go out by the stream. And it's so powerful to think about that. How are we being rooted in Christ to such a degree that Christ is literally our life source every single day? It's not enough to be close to God and Jesus we have to be connected to him through our roots. We have to be drawing our life from him. He has to be the source of our love and our purpose. He has to be the source of our meaning for life. And our roots have to extend to where the life-giving stream of Jesus is in our surrounding. Now let's face it, nobody wants to be a shrub. Anybody want to be a shrub? Everybody wants to be a tree. Every one of us is going, yeah, I want to be the tree. I want to be a big tree. I want to have lots of limbs. I want to have lots of leaves. I want to be fruitful. But are you allowing Jesus to be near you enough that you can be the tree? Are you making sure that you are near enough to the streams of flowing, living water that are in Jesus Christ to do that? Well, I got good news for you. If you are not, Jesus is in the business of transplanting people all the time. He can take you from there to there. He can take you from deserted and parched, from barren and unfruitful to fruitful and living. He transplants people all the time. And when we are planted near Jesus and our roots are going out to Him, then we don't have to fear the heat. We don't have to fear the test. We don't have to fear anything that comes our way because we know whose we are and where we are. And we know that Jesus is our life source. Because let me tell you, there will be scorching heat at times. There will be trials and difficulties in life. If you haven't experienced them, see me afterwards. I want to know what you're doing. There will be difficulties in life, and we all face them. The question is, are you close enough to Jesus, the life source of your life, to be able to experience his refreshment even in the midst of the drought and the midst of illness, in the midst of troubles? In the year of drought, we are not anxious. We do not cease to bear fruit. Even in times of drought and times of trial, the Christian is able to be fruitful because our fruitfulness does not depend on us. It depends on God working through us. It depends on His grace. It depends on us trusting that He is still at work in our lives. Our fruitfulness really comes from being planted close to Christ. From drawing from his life force, from his love, and from his grace. And then putting that same love, grace, and faith out to others. So that they too want to be planted and rooted in Christ. You see, there are times when anxiety and fear try to take hold of our lives. Anxiety and fear are the enemies of fruitfulness. They are the enemies of of fruitfulness, because anxiety and fear paralyze and knot us up with worries. Fear always makes us think we can't do it. It can't be done. Fear always says you're going to fail. Fear always says you're not good enough. Fear always says you're not going to make it. And you have to come back that fear with the knowledge that God is with you and that God can do all things through us if we are in Christ. Anxiety is also a problem. Think about how many times we have become anxious of the future because we don't know what tomorrow holds. But aren't we forgetting that God is already there in tomorrow? Aren't we forgetting that God has already laid out a plan for tomorrow and for the next day? Aren't we forgetting that God has been preparing the way for us so that we can experience his blessings? Fear is defeated when we remind ourselves that God is stronger than anything that can come against us, no matter what it is. And anxiety is defeated when we are reminded that God is the same yesterday, today. And tomorrow, God has us in the palm of his hand. When I know that God is ready to plant me, show the next slide, that he is holding me up and that he is sustaining me and that he is my life source, then I have nothing to be afraid. I have nothing to worry about because I know God is not going to drop me. I know God is not going to let me down. I know God is going to be enough. And Jeremiah was well aware that it is easy for us to become discouraged along the way and that it's easy for us to start being fearful and anxious. It is easy for us to start doubting. And so he talks about the fact that God searches the heart and tests the mind. Because the heart is perverse. And I read that and I started wondering, what does it mean for the heart to be perverse? That sounds like a weird statement, doesn't it? And what it means is that our emotions deceive us, that sometimes our emotions lead us astray. Fear is an emotion, and sometimes it's even irrational. We even know that God is with us, and yet we are afraid. And he says, the heart is perverse. And so sometimes we have to fight that. We have to deal with that. And what he's saying is that whenever we're going through trials with difficult times, we have to keep those two things in check, our mind and our heart. Because God is going to test our mind to see if we are experiencing the mind of Christ and the will of Christ and the thought of Christ And he's going to search the heart to see if there's the love of Christ, the faith of Christ, and the grace of Christ in our hearts. He searches the heart. And he tests the mind to see if we are with him. When I think about that, I think location, location, location. The question for Jeremiah and for the people that Jeremiah was speaking to was where are you? in the scope of where God is. Are you with God? Are you located in a place that puts you within God's will? Are you a tree or a shrub? Are you living in a parched land or by streams of living water? And are you rooted in God's word, in God's kingdom? Are your leaves green? Or are they brown and shriveling and falling off? How good is your root system? And is your strength in Christ? If we have the right location, if we are located close to Christ, droughts will come, tests will come, times of difficulty will come, and we will still see the glory of God in the midst of our lives because God is still with us. Why should we be anxious? Why should we be afraid? As the psalmist said, I will trust in the Lord, and I will still praise him, my Lord, my Redeemer, and my strength. I pray that we continue to be rooted close to Christ. And if for any reason you have found yourself removed from Christ, far away in one of those parched areas, remember that Christ is ready to transplant you right back to where you need to be. One of the greatest graces that Jesus has given us is that no matter how far we have strayed, he is always willing to dig us up and replant us near him. He is always willing to relocate us into his kingdom. I pray that we are always rooted in Christ. That we may thrive and be fruitful for his kingdom. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you because you have invited us, O oh Lord, to check our location To make sure that we are rooted in Christ, that we are close to you, that we are drawing our life, our strength, our faith, our hope, and everything else from you. Help us, Lord, not to just trust in mere mortals, but to trust in you alone. And to continue, O Lord, to seek you in every single way. O Lord, we ask that when you test our hearts and search our hearts, you will find in both of them Jesus being reflected every single day. Help us, O Lord, simply to draw closer to you every single moment. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. The altar is open if you need the strength of Christ to be your strength right now.